0: Hello,
1: agriculturists. I'm your host, Jacob Simpson, and welcome back to a new episode of I Believe TV. I know it's been a long time since I've last posted an episode, and I truly do apologize for that. But you know what? To make it up to you, here's episode 37 of I Believe TV with Ryan Mazay, the Oregon FFA State Secretary. Ryan, would you please introduce yourself, everybody on the show? Howdy, everybody. My
0: name is Ryan Mazzay. Uh Like Jake said, I am currently serving as the Oregon FFA state secretary, and I come from a little town on the Oregon coast called Tillamook. So if you've ever been to the store and seen Tillamook dairy products, that's the main thing we're known for. But uh, yeah, I'm just really excited to be here today.
1: Heck yeah, I'm super excited to do this. You know, it's, it's been a, a pretty long break for me, you know, off of the, uh, the broadcast, and I'm just super excited to be back into it, especially with such a great person such as yourself. Um, as I told you in my DMs, we have quite a few questions to go over, and if there's ever a problem where you feel like um, you, just, you just feel a little bit overwhelmed, we can always come back to it later. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Yes, sir. First things first, what uh, what got you to join the FFA?
0: So my dad was a really active FFA member when he was in high school, and he basically forced me into it originally. Uh, and all I wanted to do in FFA was show uh, animals at the county fair, but from there it kind of spiraled into what it is today.
1: Okay, so um, would you like to explain a little bit further about your dad's experiences?
0: Uh, Yeah. So actually, even going back before my dad, my grandma was an FFA. She was the first woman in the Tillamook FFA chapter. And so then my dad got into it. Um, He was really active. He was, uh, well, around here, I don't know if you guys call them areas or districts, but in in Oregon, we call them districts. So he was a district officer. And then he ran for state office after his senior year of high school. Uh, He made the top 10, but didn't get elected. And so then... He was. I mean, he was really into it, and then naturally I just kind of followed into his footsteps.
1: That's awesome. You know, uh, that
0: reminds me of JL's family, you know, her brother,
1: um, you know, being a national officer, was a national officer now, um, and her parents were state officers for Oregon, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like a family legacy, ain't it? Um, I look up to them. I haven't had her on my show yet, but I do have her on my list, so I'm super excited to be talking to her soon. I'm I'm so happy that you know your grandma started that legacy for you. You know, being the first woman in uh, your chapter, and that just that's so awesome to hear. And that your dad was wanting to take up on that too. So I'm I'm super proud of that. To hear from you,
0: yeah, it's really awesome. And funny story actually about JL's parents. Uh, so her dad and my dad actually ran for state office the same year, and her dad got elected. My dad did not. But so that was kind of a funny connection.
1: That's crazy. That's that's awesome. I love that. I got to hear a little bit on her side now. So, what made you choose to stay in the FFA? Uh,
0: I think really just the sense of community and realizing how much it can do for uh, both myself as a person and how many opportunities there are to serve others.
1: Okay. Um. So you're you're kind of like me. You know, you you like serving the people. You like being around people. You you just want to be around those who make you happy and that's what part that's like that's what the main thing about ffa is for us you know the people are what make the organization what it is
0: yeah i would definitely agree with that really if i was if you asked me you know just a short simple why i stayed in ffa the answer would be the people so
1: all right so what's your favorite part of the ffa so far
0: uh, I think definitely just being able to meet people that I wouldn't have met otherwise and people that share a common interest in agriculture and leadership. So those connections that you wouldn't be able to build if it wasn't for FFA. Uh,
1: I like that statement because that, that's kind of in the boat right now, you know, um, with this podcast, I've gotten to talk to a lot of people outside of my range. And I'm like, I didn't know, like, I could do this with the power of social media. And it's, like, connected me with so many people in so many different ways, you know. Um, the Hawaii FFA state president, she's like, hey, uh, we'd love for you to make this video for us for, like, for our workshops. And uh, explain a little bit about yourself, your, your leadership roles, the podcast. And I got other people are like, hey, um, I want you to, like, check this out, see what you think about it. And like, oh, my gosh, the people – Are just so awesome and I just I love how easily the FFA can uh, show us like the different backgrounds from which we come from and you know we don't have to discriminate on each other basically um, how we act and what we do because we're all wearing the same blue
0: corduroy jacket. That's yeah that's 100% accurate and there's that saying that says the blue jacket hugs everyone the same way And I just think that that's really true, and I've been able to see that, especially as a state officer, just seeing that it doesn't matter where you come from, we can all come together uh, through FFA.
1: Yes, and my state officers here in Oklahoma, they uh, exemplify that pretty well, too. Um, We had our cult conference for my area last week, and uh, we actually got the opportunity to have one of our state officers eat with us for lunch, and, you know, we just hung out with him for a couple hours, and it really showed us, like – his true colors, you know, being the FFA, um, you have those serious moments, you know, you're at a conference meeting, um, you're doing these trainings, but at the end of the day, when we're all done with that, we're all just having a good time, and we're, we're people, too. We have lives outside of the FFA.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly right.
1: So, this question, um, nobody likes it, because um, they don't like to answer it. So, what is your least favorite thing about the FFA?
0: um i think really just uh sometimes you can get a disconnect between people who are into different things in ffa so for example maybe the people who are really into like leadership development events and public speaking it seems like there's kind of a big disconnect between those people and you know maybe your stereotypical shop kid where they've maybe competed in like ag mechanics or you know they submit a trailer they built at fair Um, But it seems like, you know, while FFA does do a good job of connecting people, it could do a better job in catering to both of those groups uh, to build connections.
1: I can. Yeah,
0: I can see that. Um, I'm I'm actually in that
1: boat, too. You know, we have those kids in my hour. I'm in the Ag Mechanics hour, which is like in the smack dab middle of the day. Mm -hmm. And we have these kids who just don't want to do anything besides weld. And we got these other kids like me who are wanting to go to these competitions, um, uh, and compete in uh, like CDEs for, um, of course, our flora culture or livestock like judging or or LDEs such as public speaking. We got those kids who are just want to go out there, and we have these kids who are just, you know, they just want to do their own thing. I, I, I respect that, um, but you know, not everything will cater to everybody, and it's it's just that thing where we just got to find that middle ground
0: yeah I definitely agree with that.
1: If you could change one thing about the FFA or an agriculture in general, what would it be?
0: Uh, I think that I would make uh well here and this might not be a a super deep answer, but I think they should make different linings in the jackets like we need like a <laughs> FFA jacket and then we need like a winter one that has like fleece lining.
1: Oh. Oh, man. That's actually smart.
0: And I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah, maybe, like, the summer one could have, like, little, like, zippered, like, vents or something. Maybe, like, some armpit vents.
1: Oh, my gosh. I've never thought about that.
0: No, it's <laughs>
1: to make it even better, why not shorts, black shorts?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: Oh, I never thought about that. Man... Now, now I gotta look into it. That that's that's really good. That's a good idea. Great idea, even.
0: Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's that would be a dream because you know what they say the the FFA jacket makes you too uh, too hot when it's hot outside and keeps you cold when it's cold outside.
1: That's that is true. I've actually never been comfortable inside the jacket. Yeah. So, where do you see agriculture in the next ten years?
0: Uh, I think that I see agriculture really just going down the route of having a lot more technological advancements and seeing a large decrease in the need for labor, because it seems like right now uh, labor is a big issue in ag and finding people who are actually willing to work hard on a farm or uh, just in various agricultural facilities. So I think with that lack of labor, people are going to start developing technology to do those jobs that were done by people before.
1: I can see that happening too. Um, So one of our set officers, Alec Anderson, um, his family runs a cow-calf operation in Western Oklahoma. And he has mentioned, you know, um, there's those boys who are wanting to leave the farm and go for like a different uh, career, such as like, I don't know, an office job or something like that, something crazy. And, you know, they're not wanting to come back. And it's just, it's a lost cause for those family farms because, Those farmers are growing old and, you know, with old age come uh, less ability to move. And without labor, nothing will achieve, Um, especially for the growing population of our country. Of course, that food production isn't going to go uh, meet those needs. It's going to hurt us economically. And, you know, I I don't know where um, or how fast these technological advancements can be. Um, In those times of need, of course, especially for those farms that don't have that much money.
0: Right, for sure. And I mean, the barrier, the barrier to entry uh, in agriculture right now is already so big, like land is so expensive and just all of your costs are so expensive that uh, like starting out a farm right now is nearly impossible unless you already have money going into it. Yeah, and it's really hurting
1: those out west because, you know, we got the mountains. And you got people wanting to move there. Um, I talked to one of the uh, state officers from Montana and he has mentioned that more and more people are moving out there uh, where the land is, you know, a little bit cheaper and it's just taking up all that farmland is not helping out um, the need. Uh, well, I wouldn't say need, but like, yeah, I would say, need. yeah, the need and demand for agriculture, um, you know rich people are wanting to move out there from the scenery. And, you know, it, it just doesn't make sense to me why not lock that off. Because um, agriculture is in demand more than ever.
0: Right. Yeah, for sure.
1: So what was your original plan for after high school?
0: Uh, so my original plan and was to go to actually gunsmithing school. Down in Colorado. Whoa. Uh and that's still that's still kind of my plan, but I also want to get a degree in ag business before I do that and maybe do gunsmithing on the side.
1: Okay, I got I gotta learn a little bit about this. What made you go uh thinking about that route? Uh
0: well I uh you mean like as far as how I, like why I want to get into gunsmithing? Yes,
1: that's be interesting.
0: Yeah, so, I uh, i mean, I've always been kind of a gun guy, and then I really like, uh, you know, just kind of learning about how much precision it takes to make an accurate rifle, because that's what I really want to focus on, is building, like, long-range precision rifles, um, and just learning about all the precision that goes into that, it's just something that has always intrigued me.
1: So, you're wanting to make the white death of America.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That is insane man the new christmas like
0: yeah pretty much so like what
1: sparked this interest uh
0: i honestly don't really know
1: actually. <laughs> did, did you like watch a, a war movie or something Is like oh my gosh that looks interesting i'm gonna do this the rest of my life that's awesome you know um I think it was last year, maybe two years ago, maybe. Um, we had a new uh, gun store open up in my town, and it was all the rage. You know, like, oh my gosh, this new shop is going to have everything you ever wanted. And so the owner of this gun shop, he even built an off uh, an off campus like gun range at his own property and you, it's legal you could fire assault weapons i'm like oh my gosh this guy is crazy but no he he's a gunsmith too and he makes a lot of money off this and i'm like this is interesting um i'm not much of a gun guy i mean i support the 2a uh the right to bear arms but i'm i'm, I'm more of a like a, a bow hunter i'll have to shoot my bone touch um but yeah guns that's I can see that as a career path for agriculture, you know, hunting and such. Um, I like to learn more about that, obviously. Um, So, I mean, hey, just hit me up whenever you want to about that. So, about ag business, tell me more about that.
0: Uh, So, I really, I mean, I've kind of just been getting slowly more interested in, like, business, the business side of agriculture. Because I can't really see myself going into production ag. Uh, necessarily. And so I think still wanting to be involved with ag and also being on the business side of that, I really like numbers and I like kind of the strategy that goes into running a business. So that's just kind of what led me down that path.
1: Well, I'm glad somebody likes numbers because I am not a math teacher as my priest uh, tells me. Um, but I mean, Hey, if that, if that's what you want to do, I go for it. You know, if you guys really want to put your mind to something um, I think you can achieve it with hundred percent effort and attitude you know um that that's kind of where everything starts you know you gotta like have that goal set, and once you like work towards it and you just focus on that, you guys can achieve anything um so right I think that if you really wanna go down that route, go for it you know um with ag business, you gotta go to college and you gotta put hundred percent effort in if you wanna start an actual business right after it. You gotta put the effort in. I think you can do it.
0: Yeah, that's well. I appreciate the support there.
1: So I know you're already high school. So I want to know about your SAEs, your CDEs, and LDEs from high school. For those who don't know, an SAE is a supervised agricultural experience, a CDE career development event, and an LDE is a leadership development event.
0: Yeah. So my SAE, I worked, uh, so my family has a dairy farm out here in Tillamook, Oregon, and, uh, it's a little over a hundred years old. So I grew up working on my family's dairy farm, just doing really whatever needed to be done. And then I've been doing that since a really young age before I was even in FFA. And then when I hit FFA and I found out that I could use that, uh, to log my SAE hours, that's just kind of what I started doing. So, Uh, It was already a job that I had, and I just turned it into my SAE.
1: That's pretty good. Um, So what about your CDEs and LDEs?
0: So my main – really, so I never really got into the LDE side, and honestly, I regret not taking advantage of that more. My main CDE that I did was dairy cattle evaluation, um, and I'm actually going to nationals for that this fall. So that'll be good. But that was that was really my main CDE that I did. I honestly didn't take part in as many competitions as I wish uh, I would have now looking back. But
1: I mean, hey, as long as you participate in something, um, there's no there's no harm, no foul about that. You know, you still did something.
0: (laughs) Right? Yeah, that's what matters. As long as and I was, you know, just being involved, I still, you know, was able to gain a lot of the benefits that you get from ffa and the good news about dairy cattle evaluation is it encompasses a lot of different parts you know you have to learn a uh, mm-hmm. little bit about public speaking at least to give some uh, oral reasons and things like that so that definitely helped me
1: i want a fourth wall right here um is, is like my voice like echoing for you
0: uh not really i mean maybe just a tad but
1: okay it sounds really terrible my part but i mean at if it sounds good on your part, I'm hoping it sounds good on my, uh, my end project, I guess. Right. Um, anyways, um, so I wouldn't say I'm super excited. Um, my SAEs, of course, I think you've heard them. Um, I have, of course, this podcast as my third SAE. And then my second one um, is metal work. So I make cool designs out of metal, um, like metal signs. Uh, license plates uh structures like chimneys or such um and my first one of course i gotta give it to top is goat production which is a fancy saying of i show goats um i have a, a little white um weather he's a little cutie i love him so much um he will be going to tulsa state fair in like two weeks can't wait to show him uh he's gotten really stocky. He walks pretty well. He races awesomely. Uh can't wait to see how far we go there. And of course I'm keeping him all the way till March for our county show. Um I'm not sure if I want to go to of course the world's largest youth expo, um, Oklahoma's OYE. Um, but you know, if that ever happens, I might go to it. Um my CDEs and LDEs, I'm not too excited uh there either. My CDEs consist of livestock judging, um, floriculture, um, shotguns, force, of course. I'm starting that this year. Um, that's – yeah, that's really – oh, yeah, and Quiz Bowl, animal science. Um, I do animal science pretty well, too. Um, I love doing that. It's pretty interesting to get into. And then my LDE is just prepared public speaking. I might get into extemp um, – Maybe I'm not sure yet. People have told me it's fun. I should try it out, but you know, it's really based on uh, like where I want to go. I'm not sure about it yet.
0: Yeah, that's that's a pretty pretty solid spread there. I mean, that's really uh, really cool to hear how kind of diverse the various things you compete in are.
1: I guess you can call me the jack of all trades. I'm just. I'm just trying to like spread my wings out further and my ad teacher, you know, he, he tells me to try all these things and I'm scared to tell him no about taking an opportunity because I've just grown accustomed to
0: saying yes. Yeah, no, that's, that's funny. That's definitely that uh, advisors pushing you and kind of being voluntold by advisors seems to be <laughs> a thing in FFA. That, it, that's a huge thing about advisors,
1: you know, um they voluntarily to do anything and everything they want you to do and you kind of just can't back out of it unless you are like super like tired to get out of it um i think the only time i've ever had to get out of something was for my mom's funeral last year And he's like okay i understand that but it, everything else i've 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 had to say yes
0: <laughs> yeah that's they uh yeah and it's usually for the best too that they're pushing you because A lot of times, you can be a little reluctant to do things, and then once you actually get into it, it ends up helping you out quite a bit.
1: For sure. And I've actually put him on the spot. So, um, last month, I had the opportunity to talk to Gracie Murphy, the Eastern Region Vice President and National Officer, and I'm like, you know what? I want you on my show. And he's like, I don't know. I don't want to. Dude, what do you say to me all the time? He's like, what's that? Take opportun- take every opportunity you can and say yes. And he's like, okay, you got me there. Because that's what he's taught me, and I've always followed that. You know, I'm scared to tell him no, so he might as well do something for me this time.
0: Right. Yeah, that's that's awesome.
1: <laughs> so what are you most excited about this upcoming school Well, it's not upcoming now that it started, but what are you most excited about this school year? And that's the thing. I know you're not in college, or maybe you are. I'm not sure. Um, but what are you most excited about?
0: uh yeah so i'm not in college we all in oregon were required to take a gap year but the thing that i'm most excited for is our leadership tour that we do uh, as state officers and we end up going to every single ag classroom in the state of oregon and that takes from about the beginning of october to middle of february where we're just in classrooms teaching every single day
1: that's awesome um Utah FFA have something similar to that, but they've already started that. Um, I I think they started, like, last month or something. I talked to uh, Asia Massey, um, Morgan Wild, and Myers Miller. Yes, and um, it it was was awesome. You know, they're already starting this tour uh, in Utah, and they're just hanging out with all these kids, making all these workshops. Um, my state, however, we have something called the Goodwill Tour, and that is a two-day thing where they will visit um, as many chapters as they can um, on the road from the panhandle of Oklahoma all the way to um, the southeast corner, and it's just the craziest thing ever uh, to do in two days. Um the sad part is they don't get to see every single chapter. You kind of like have to sign up and they gotta like kick you out. But it's it's a cool thing that they do. I like it.
0: Yeah, that sounds really neat.
1: So I have some fun questions because I like to have my listeners know that we are people too, and we like to have fun in life. Cause if we're not fun in life, we're just we're just living, you know? Exactly. So what is your funniest FFA moment or moments?
0: uh i have a i don't I, there's a lot that i can think of i would say probably some of my favorites are uh like on the way back from competitions and stuff uh me and a couple of my guy friends we would take off our jackets and just be in our you know our white collared shirts and we'd like unbutton them like three buttons down and put our hats on backwards and some aviator sunglasses and we would just dress up like frat boys uh and just like mess around on the bus. I would say that was probably some of my most fun memories is just hanging out and having a good time and joking around.
1: Um, I think it was uh, Levi LaHog. Um, he was at the uh, state convention in Montana when he was, a, I think it was a senior in high school. I think he told me. And uh, they found $20 tasers um, at a local store and they started tasing each other in the dorm rooms at their hotel I thought that was a pretty good story.
0: That is a good I, story.
1: I do what?
0: That is a good story. I can't say that I've ever done anything like that though.
1: I I gotta know a little bit more. Come on, man! You got you gotta have like the the best story of all time. It had to be like the bus or suburban or an truck. It's gotta be one of those stories.
0: Yeah, there's uh, there's there's always good stories in the buses. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good one. You might have to come back to that one and I'll, I'll think on it.
1: Alrighty. Alrighty. Um, so the past, I think five episodes now, I forget yet again, it's been like two weeks since I've last posted. Um, I've asked this question because it was a shower thought for me at one point, And I thought it was a good idea to ask uh, my guests. What's your favorite song and what does it mean to you?
0: My favorite, I have a lot of, I listen to a lot of music. Um, I would say I really like uh, either like 90s, any kind of 90s country, really. I can't think of like one song in particular that really stands out to me. I like a lot of Randy Travis and stuff uh, just because it reminds me of listening to country radio as a kid. Uh, Whether it was like riding in the truck with my dad, or you know riding in the tractor, all of that, we were we would always either be listening to early like '90s country, or uh, the other thing that I really like is some like early 2000s like worship music because that also reminds me of my childhood. Really nostalgic (laughs) is I'm a big fan of
1: any nostalgic. I like that. You know, makes you think about childhood. Exactly. So, I want to know, because all of us have a little bit of baggage, what was your greatest struggle, and how did you overcome it, and what made you overcome it now today? What makes you think of it today?
0: Uh, So, I would say, I mean, probably my, well, definitely my biggest struggle was uh, when I was five years old, I lost my mom and my older sister in a car accident, and so, just kind of learning that, uh, through my faith and whatnot, that everything happens for a reason and that, you know, things are gonna, they might suck for a little while, but, uh, you know, you're going to come out of it. Okay. And, you know, I'll, I'll see him again someday. So.
1: You know, um, <laughs> if I could, I, I like reach my, my hands out of this, this phone and like give you a, a big hug, man. Cause Losing a parent, and especially a sibling, is not the easiest thing uh, to come by. Um, I was in foster care for the longest time. Um, I haven't seen either of my parents in 10 years. And unfortunately, I will never see my mom again. Because uh, last year, September 19th of 2022, uh, she overdosed. My mom did. And, um, you know it just, it made me think about my future better. Uh, like what I want to do. Um, do I want to like help my dad clean up? Do I want to, you know, allow him to see his grandkids when I'm older, married with kids? Um, do I want to continue um, going for college so I can get a degree to be an act teacher and be the life that people need? What what do I want to do in my future? You know, and it made me open up my eyes and, you know, it it's scary to think that you'll never see um, the person that you've loved for so long, that haven't seen in years just fade away like that. So basically all I'm saying is if I could
0: right now, I'd give you a hug, man.
1: That that's not, that's not
0: easy. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. And uh, if I was there, we could, we would bro hug it out. But uh, at the end of the day, it's, uh, You know, it's all experiences to grow from and, uh, hard times build strong men. So
1: that's a true statement. That is, that is super true. You know, um, growing up, it's never been easy. It's, it's always been abuse and neglect until I was 13 years old. Um, it, it was just, I just never thought I'd get out of it. Um, and now that I'm here, I'm like, you know what? I have the power to change my ways um, and to be a chain breaker, you know, I want to show people that um, your past does not matter and you can just reflect on it and show that you want a better future. Um, your future is determined by your current. Attitude.
0: Oh, yeah, I 100 percent agree with that.
1: And and, you know, I've been I've been going to church a lot lately because um, I, I feel like I disconnected from my, my faith uh, growing up and, you know, recently I've been reconnecting and it, it made me feel better as a person. Um, I feel a lot safer um, now that I'm, you know, digging into the word I'm, you know, praying more often. And I'm just, I feel so much better knowing that my God has me in his hands, no matter what.
0: That's uh yeah. Amen to that. That's That's so true.
1: That is true. If you could be anywhere right now, where would it be?
0: Um, probably, uh, let's see, probably like in the Florida Keys fishing would be pretty cool.
1: Okay. So, like, what, what are you fishing for? Uh,
0: maybe like tarpon or something like that would be pretty fun.
1: That would be pretty fun. Um, we have some kids here in my town. They go down to Houston a lot. Um, and they go fishing down the Gulf of Mexico, and I'm like, that's the coolest thing ever. And they go shark fishing. I'm like, dude, how do you, how do you have the guts to do that? Because, you know, for me, I love being in the ocean. I love swimming. I love the water. But you know, being in close proximity with something with that many teeth, I could not.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. I've actually I've caught a shark in Florida, a big one, but it was like. It's weird because it's like, yeah, it's just another fish. But at the same time, it's like this thing could like bite my hand off.
1: <laughs> oh, no. I could not do that. Hey, it is today's uh, time to sponsor, uh, to uh, shout out our sponsor. It is Damien's Pizza of Dewey, Oklahoma. Thank you so much to Damien's Pizza for allowing me uh, to shout them out and gain a little bit of uh, profit for, uh, off of them. And, you know, of course, I got to give them a little bit of credit for their amazing pizza. I just love their pizza so much. They have the greatest deals ever. It's cheap. It's good. It's nice and greasy. Everybody go check them out if you're ever in the area. Again, it's in Dewey, Oklahoma, right off of Highway 75 in the big old red barn that used to be a feedlot. Thank you. Um, away from that, what is your best advice that you can give a person?
0: Uh everything happens for a reason and God's got a plan.
1: That that's really the go-to. I mean, there's nothing else that could be said about that. Um, everything does happen for a reason. The people you meet, the things you know that are said to you does happen for a reason, even if you have a hard time understanding it.
0: That's that's exactly right. And uh, you know, even when things aren't in your control, they're in his control. So there's really I mean, you know, whilst things will suck, it's, they don't suck forever.
1: <laughs> Amen. So back to that funny story. I got to know. <laughs> okay,
0: so my, probably my best one that I could come up with is, I'm going to say, this one is a more recent one, actually, as a state officer. Uh, and it was at onboarding, which is our first, like, little basically where our team is first together after we're elected, and we're staying in this Airbnb in Corvallis, Oregon, and we're all just having a good time, and we end up just... I'm wearing a giant sombrero at this point that I found on the wall of the Airbnb, like, giant, like four feet around. This thing's absolutely massive, and we're just sitting there uh, playing the piano and singing singing our hearts out. Well, mostly me singing my heart out, actually. But... (laughs) That was really fun uh, and really just the whole experience of onboarding was like just it was just a funny experience but I would say the sombrero and playing the piano was probably like the funniest thing I can think of and I'm sure that I have funnier stories that just like are not in my mind right now, but that's probably the most like most rem- like memorable one uh, in recent time that I can think of. I, I love oh, those
1: stories. Um, especially from those state officers, you know, um, Asia, she was telling me about uh, her officer retreat for her uh, for state office and they did the uh, tortilla challenge, you know, slapping each other. And um, I had a look on her, her TikTok about it. And it was so funny and they're just, they just could not handle it and I can't handle it on my screen. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I could not with these people.
0: I actually just thought of another one that was pretty funny and it was at, um, county fair and I was showing a market lamb and I'm out at the wash racks. Uh, you know, my, my lambs on a halter tied up cause I'm at the like outside, we have like some outdoor wash racks for like, uh, cattle, but I was washing my sheep out there and I turn around and my sheep's just out of its halter. <sighs> oh, it got out, but. Uh, I go to grab it, and unfortunately for me, growing up, I never uh, put nearly as much time in with my animals as I should have, and so my sheep takes off running, just, like, just absolutely booking it through the barn, and finally, uh, there's, it's going straight for this lady, and she ends up just, like, full-on tackling it against a fence, like, just, oh my gosh deep my into this fence, and I, like, run over and grab it from her, I felt so bad, but it was it's it was pretty funny looking back on it.
1: Oh my gosh. I could not i I get secondhand bears again. That's that that reminds me of that time last year at our county fair. Well it's not a county fair, it's more of the last Yeah, Yeah, was the last show. Um <laughs> my friends goat her goat got loose from uh, his chain and he started booking it to his own pen. And I'm like, "You are the stupidest goat ever. He could have gone anywhere else, but he went to his pen and he just trapped himself there." But guess what? She, she got a ribbon and a little bit of cash. So, I mean, she ain't going to complain about it.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that that's that's nothing to complain about. And at least, you know, they could definitely could have gone worse for the goat or for her.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, um, hey, I as long as that goat does something stupid, I think we're in good hands. Yeah. Um, speaking about her and her goats, um, I have, like, the world's funniest TikTok ever on my page. It had, like, a quarter million views um, and about 25,000 likes on it. And I had the sudden urge just to record her on Snapchat. And, you know, I'm like, okay, something bad's going to happen here. So I, I have my phone in front of my face recording her and her doe. Um And she's trying to get her to brace, I'm like, girl, I don't think you're going to get it. And she's like, just watch this. So I pull up my phone. And the next thing you know, she the doe jumps up, does her little alligator death roll. And she makes my friend trip and hit her head. And it's like the funniest thing ever. And I, I just couldn't hold it. And she's like, what's so funny? I show her the video. And she's like, Jake, I hate you, but I love you. This is like the best video ever.
0: That's so funny. Uh, Speaking of catching animals, actually, I had a a very interesting experience at one of our leadership camps. Uh, This was about a week ago. So (laughs) our Umpqua District Leadership Camp, they do this little public speaking contest, which is really cool. Uh, And so it's in this little like uh, just this little like hall, like a little meeting hall, basically. And there's a stage up at the front that's kind of like enclosed. And so they open up because it's hot in there. Everybody's in there and it's kind of a hot night. They open up this little garage door on the side of the building. And right before somebody's supposed to get on stage to speak, a bat flies in and starts just flying around the hall. And everybody's kind of starting to freak out a little bit, you know, (laughs) yelling and everybody's pulling out their phones recording. And the bat flies around this meeting hall for probably at least 10 minutes. uh, And people are trying to shoot out the door and stuff, but it is not leaving. And finally, uh, I think it was Kylie, actually, our state vice president, she yells at me to go get my fishing net out of our FFA truck. And so I ran out there and get my net. And uh, after about, I don't know, a couple minutes of me running around chasing this bat on stage and everybody recording and uh, laughing at me, I I hit it a couple times with my net, like catch it, and then it flies out of the net. And finally, I catch it, and I just run out uh, with both arms in the air, like I just scored a touchdown. There's some videos. There. <laughs> I have to. I'll send you a video on on uh, Instagram or something. But it's uh, that was that was quite an experience. That was that was definitely. Intense.
1: Please do so. I love seeing funny videos and make fun of people. I mean, I, that sounds bad, but at the same time, I love uh, stupidity. I think it's the best form of humor.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: Do you have any questions for me?
0: Uh, What has been your favorite person that you've got to talk to through your podcast?
1: That's a hard question because everybody I've gotten to talk to has a special place in my heart. Um, Because, you know, we all have that same passion for agriculture. And, you know, each person, you know, shared a little bit about themselves to me like off screen well off uh recording and you know it just it gives me a different perspective on like what life is like um inside their lives instead of mine you know i I live my life I know what's happened I've seen everything through my own eyes but I don't see everything through theirs and you know it it's it's kind of hard to tell like who is the best person I've gotten to talk to who's who's the coolest who's you know this and that. There's no correct answer, and I don't have an answer because everybody is the best. All 37 people are the best.
0: Yeah, that's and
1: it, it and it, it's just crazy to me how there's 37 people um, who have already you know been on this podcast, um, and I get to see him at national convention. I just can't wait to to see everybody, give him a hug and. Uh, take a picture with them. You know, it, it's it's making memories.
0: Yeah, that's 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 a really great answer, and uh, I'm sure you've got plenty of other people lined up that you're gonna get to talk to, and I'm sure that'll be awesome as well.
1: Oh, for sure. I have close to a hundred people. Um, I've already interviewed and interviewed. Um, it's it's a long list, and it, I'm I'm i going to take it. I want to let them all. Um, just add up it's it's i'm gonna let this run until i can and i don't know when i'll i'll stop this is probably the coolest decision i've ever made starting this podcast and i just i look forward to it
0: yeah that's that's really awesome um what are some of your favorite things to do outside of ffa
1: (laughs) oh you should not have asked that question man um so i am the world's biggest football fan ever especially for college sports. So, um, if those who know me well, of course I'm laying in my bed watching the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Um, I'm a diehard Pokes fan. I wear orange all the time. Um, I have something called the Shrine in my room. It's where I have a whole bunch of cowboy shirts, hats, uh, and signs all over on this one wall and on top of my dresser drawers. And it's all for Oklahoma State. I am... Dead set on going there and getting a degree in ag education and ag comm um, because it's just the best college and they just have the coolest sports ever. You know, we have 53 national um, titles there in NCAA sports. And, you know, I, I, I love my Cowboys. So my favorite thing to do is just watch football. And even when my Cowboys aren't playing, I am watching another team play. Um, you know, last weekend I was watching. The Texas-Alabama game, I was rooting for Texas. God rest my soul. I'll never do that again. Horns down. Um, Colorado-Nebraska, and this weekend, you know, it's Colorado. Colorado State, you know, featured on ESPN. That was a great game to watch. Um, What other games was I watching? Um, I was watching uh, West Virginia and Pitt. That was a good game to watch. Um, There's just so much football um out there i can't watch it all but if i could i it's just my favorite thing to do and and you know i when i used to play that would be the only thing i talk about is playing football so yeah that's that's for me
0: yeah that sounds sounds like you're a pretty diehard fan uh <laughs> i uh i know actually there's a lot of people from oregon uh, that i know that have gone to oklahoma state which is kind of interesting
1: Josiah.
0: yep, Josiah. And then there's <laughs> other past state officers that are there currently and maybe a few others that are thinking of going there. So that's that sounds like a great school.
1: I highly recommend it. You know, we have one of the best ag programs in the country. Uh, Kansas State's also there. Um, they have a pretty good uh, ag program. Texas A&M, they got a the good one. Um, Oklahoma has quite a few um, smaller colleges that are good for agriculture, like um connor state college eastern um eastern oklahoma um yeah we got we got some good ones panhandle state uh, they're smaller, they're not even d two but they're still really good wow so Oklahoma I'd say is probably the best place to go for um ag uh majors
0: yeah, it sure sounds like it. Um, so I vaguely thinking back to when you had Kylie on your podcast, thinking about you, I vaguely recall you talking about how much you like music and like <laughs> dancing and all that jazz. So what, uh, what kind of music do you like to listen to?
1: I am a diehard country fan. Um, earlier today I was blasting my Brooks and Dunn CD, my speakers, yep. um, cause I have the, uh, the greatest hits from the nineties and uh, early two thousands. Um, on that one CD. And my favorite song of all time is Brand New Man. Um, Doesn't matter what version it is, either the original or the reboot with Luke Combs. no matter what, it's going to be my favorite song.
0: That is that is a really good song and just an absolute classic. Uh, what it are, is a classic. Do you have any newer country artists that you like?
1: Uh, Zach Bryan, he's not necessarily new. But uh, he's newer to me. Um, I, I didn't know about him until about, like, last year. Um, even though he's, like, 30 minutes away from me. Uh, Ulagas not that far uh, from where I live. But, you know, um, as soon as I, like, started hearing something in the orange, I'm like, okay, maybe this guy's legit. So I started listening to his newer songs, um, like Quitting Time. That's a good one I'm listening to. Um, let's see uh Cody johnson he's not new he's he's like he's like recent i guess he's like 2010s um i love his newer songs uh the song the painter yep um that that's a new banger i love hearing that um i wouldn't classify jelly roll as country yet um you know he has quite a few rap songs uh, which is why I'm saying he's not country yet. Um, Need, a, Need a favor is one of my new favorites.
0: Yeah, that's uh, yeah, he uh, he's definitely kind of like, I mean, not newer, but like definitely really kind of blown up. I feel like. Yes, and
1: so has Oliver Anthony. You know, his song "Richmond North of Richmond." Yeah. Um, that's been blowing up on the radio too. And, my brother, when he I was riding in uh, the truck with him, he's like, hey, have you listened to the song yet? I'm like, of course I have. And so we're both blasting it and we're singing along to it. It's, a, it's such a good song.
0: That is a good song. I, I, I'm a big fan of a lot of the like newer kind of uh, smaller country artists. There's quite a few good ones out there uh, if you kind of look for them.
1: Uh, I, I've... Added quite a few songs from TikTok because of smaller artists like Cooper Allen.
0: Yep. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Zach Top. He's got, he kind of has like an old country sound, but he's a newer, newer artist and I really like a lot of his music.
1: I'll have to look him up. You know, I'm always um, looking for new song suggestions. Um, of course, I love music. I used to uh, play music. I had a guitar for the longest time and I just, I just lost that rhythm. I just gave it away. And now I have a pretty sweet harmonica I'm trying to teach myself.
0: Yeah. That's that's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> I used to uh, do worship for mission teams uh, when I was a lot younger. And, you know, I, I used to really enjoy that. And, you know, because I moved so much, I just didn't really pick up my guitar much. So I just I decided to give it away
0: yeah that's i want i've actually i have i'm sitting in my room right now and looking at my guitar in the corner that i don't know how to play yet but <laughs> that i want to learn
1: i um i think i posted like maybe nine videos um on my personal tiktok like last summer um of me just teaching people chords um because i was like you know what? i'm gonna reteach myself how to play guitar and then I was going to give it like 30 days uh, to learning new course And I just gave up on it because life just got busy. And I just, I didn't pick it up again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting.
1: But yeah, music, I, I think it's like, yeah, that's, I'm always like, hey, if you truly do love me, send me a song that I definitely like. You know, um, my girlfriend, she's like, hey, uh, check the song out. I'm like, okay, I'll listen to it. And it's really good music cuz he knows what I like. And I'm like, yes, ma'am.
0: Yeah, that's 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 awesome. I'll uh I'll have to send you maybe a link to my country playlist on Spotify or something and you can pull some of the songs out of there.
1: <laughs> I have um I have the world's longest uh playlist. It is about 18 and a half hours now, I think. I don't I don't remember. Um, I just remember hitting that 18-hour mark, Um, but it has, like, every single genre imaginable. Um, There's some songs I've had since I was, like, um, 10, and they're pretty questionable, Um, but, again, I'm just, I don't, like, delete songs for no reason, Um, and they just don't play on my playlist anymore, so I just leave them in there. But yeah, there's like 300 plus songs on there. It's like 18 hours. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, that, that's awesome. I, there's nothing like a good playlist.
1: I call it my road trip playlist, although I've never been on the road longer than seven hours. So
0: <laughs> that that's that's funny. So I mean, hey, that means you could go. You know, you could drive like seven hours somewhere and then the seven hours back, and you still got new music to listen to.
1: Exactly. And speaking of which, since we're going to a national convention. Um, we're going to be taking three separate Suburbans. Um, yeah, we're taking 12, no, 13 kids, maybe. I think we're taking 13 kids and um, three adults. So it's going to be like really wild. Um, I'm just going to be having my earbuds in my ears the entire time. I'm just, I'm just going to jam out. Um, I did promise to my family that even though I will not be here to watch the Bedlam game, I'm going to for sure watch that Bedlam game. On my phone, because that is the most important game of the year. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Again, there's football. Bedlam football. Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. Yep. Go Pokes.
0: Yeah, that's uh, – are you actually uh, – are you competing in anything at nationals, or are you just going to have a good time?
1: No. So, my chapter uh, receives the National Three-Star Chapter Award. Um, am I actually just like, hey, if we get it, we can get it. I'm like, okay, sweet. And so he pulled me in his office almost every day in June, uh, getting this uh, application filled out. I'm like, okay, we've done this, we've done that. I got pictures for this and that. Um, this is what we learned, this is uh, how we did it, this and that. And that was the full month of June, and it was worth it.
0: Yeah, that's. Any, any opportunity to be able to go to national convention, it seems like it's worth it. This will actually be my first time going, um, just because of like the way that some things have lined out. Like Last year, my chapter didn't go, um, and then the year before that, I was going to go, uh, and I ended up getting COVID the day before we were supposed to leave. Oh. Yeah. It's just been, just hasn't lined out, and then this year, uh, finally able to go, so I'm really excited.
1: Well, if it makes you feel any better, this will be my first. Um, hopefully, it won't be my last because this is my junior year. Um, so, I still have a little bit of time to go, hopefully, next year for my senior year. Um, and, God willing, I become a state officer and I go then.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, Yeah. I'll see you there. So, hopefully.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I already got plans to meet up with a whole bunch of. Uh, people from across the country because of this. Um, the entire Utah FFA state uh, officer team like, hey, we want you to beat us. I'm like, okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's that's awesome deal to, to make connections like that just uh, from all over the country.
1: Speaking of which, um, if you heard Asia Mass
0: episode,
1: she mentioned uh, about her uterine cancer that she beat last she sent me a bracelet, um, peach colored, and it helps to raise awareness about hearing cancer. And I'm currently wearing that right now. And, you know, anything that I'm sent, um, I cherish. And this little bracelet that's on my wrist, um, I love so much. Not only because I got to personally connect with somebody on this podcast, but, you know, they got to share their story um, through a struggle that they endured um, it was just, you know, it just wanted to just show a little bit of like, hey, if you're struggling, you can still beat it. And that's kind of why I asked you, what was your greatest struggle? And, you know, um, this little bracelet uh, that says tiny but mighty, um, you know, it, it sends a message out knowing that we have the power to overcome anything we want to.
0: Yeah, that's that's definitely true, and I like that uh, that appreciation for anything that people send you. I'm definitely also like that, where pretty much anything that somebody gives me, I will like just absolutely cherish, um, whether it's you know a piece of clothing or a hat or just really anything. Something I'll put on my keychain. Anything that somebody gives me, I will just really take uh, and be thankful for.
1: Yeah, I've I've started a little. Uh... I guess because of a, a collection on my wrist, um, I started out with like five uh, bracelets this summer, and then I lost three. One was a burn bracelet and I just somehow broke, um, and then like my FFA one that somehow got lost at work, and then <laughs> um, I got this other burn bracelet that's just it's just been cancer F- or so I'm mean, hey, I got more to go with it, so I have to do it right now. Um, Y'all, if y'all want to send me a bracelet, just hit me up. I'll give you my address, and I'll gladly wear it. It's it's one of those cool things I like to do. Um, it shows appreci- appreciation for you guys, um, you know, considering me, uh, to wear your project. Uh, maybe a T-shirt, maybe. I, I love T-shirts. I'll gladly wear them. I'm actually trying to get merch out uh, soon. So as soon as I get that up, I will gladly uh, get you guys ordered awesome shirts.
0: Be awesome. I would wear an I Believe TV shirt.
1: Yes, uh, my aunt she's actually making me a uh, quote unquote prototype shirt, um, just to see if I like it. You know, it's a, it's a blue T-shirt with the uh, yellow lettering. Um, you know, the yellow circle with I Believe TV, the yellow sun, and on the back it will have uh, yellow lettering that says "Because we believe." Um, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be the coolest thing I've ever done. <laughs>
0: That's that's awesome. Having having your own merch is definitely like a big accomplishment, I feel like, as a uh, as a you know producer of any kind of content.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, if, if I could do it myself, I would. But, you know, it's a team effort.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's that's not. Yeah, it's not always easy to get things like that just knocked out all by yourself.
1: You got any more questions for me?
0: Uh, not, I mean, what's uh, – because obviously Oregon is very different from Oklahoma. What's your favorite part about living down there besides the football? Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> besides the football. um, You know, that's kind of a hard question for me. You know, I've always lived in Oklahoma, um, but I've moved a lot up here in the northeast. Um, you know, I lived in Sand Springs, Tulsa, Kiefer, Point City, Owasso. Um, now Dewey, it's just been like bouncing back and forth from place to place. Um, shoot, the, the best thing, my favorite thing about living down here in the south, it, it might seem cliche, but you know, the southern goodbyes if you don't know what a southern goodbye is, it's whenever you say, Well, I think it's time for me to go to bed, and then you're talking for 15 minutes, and then you guys are outside talking for 15 minutes you walk into the car talk for another hour and it just never ends i think that would be my favorite thing because you know you just have something to talk about
0: yeah that's uh that's kind of what i've heard it's just like i've seen like memes and stuff about that where it's like trying to say goodbye in the south and it's like just takes like two hours to actually get out of somewhere oh
1: yeah it's it's not a meme that (laughs) that is not a meme that's reality
0: that's hilarious So, I mean, obviously, you—if you've moved around a lot—you've seen areas of Oklahoma, uh, whether it was, you know, under good circumstances or not. But what is it like? Fairly geographically different in different areas of Oklahoma? Pretty similar.
1: In most cases, yes. So, um, Ponca City—it is about 15 minutes away from the Kansas border, Um, and it's relatively flat. You know, Um, on the west side, you have all these nice fields. You have the wind farms uh, to the west and northwest. Um, And then in Osage County, it's pretty hilly, but it's also field, too. And they have a pretty good wind farm. Um, The Arkansas River runs through Ponca City and then all the way through the northeast um it's one of our major uh rivers it's a tributary to the uh mighty mississippi which is pretty cool um i actually got to go fish there it was awesome um when i lived in Kiefer, it's a it's a small town super tiny less than about two thousand people uh smaller than town i'm in is it's also pretty small um it is close to some uh some pretty big hills, not as hilly as Osage County, but, um, you know, you just have so many hills and they don't have as many fields and they don't have any, uh, wind farms. You know, you got all these lakes and ponds. Um, it's kind of swampy. And then, uh, sand springs, it's a suburb of Tulsa. Tulsa is the second largest city in Oklahoma. Um, you got the Arkansas river that splits the city. So, um, It has, of course, those hills um, because of, you know, the divide in the river. You know, the river uh, carries out those rocks and sediments. It's really pretty down there. When I lived there for six years, it was just the coolest thing to go down the river and uh, throw rocks into the river go catch a fish. Um, You know, I I really enjoyed that. Um, Now, Dewey, the place I'm at now, it is five minutes north of one of the major cities, uh, Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Uh, Bartlesville FFA actually has a really outstanding ag program. They have, um, of course the national three started this year and like a top 10 premier chapter, um, which is insanely good. So props to Bartlesville FFA, uh, my neighbor. Um, we have a whole bunch of fields. We have the Caney river, um, that flows into the Vertigree river that also flows into the Arkansas, um, also pretty hilly if you go to, like, Cohen Lake or Hila Lake. Um, I wouldn't even call them lakes anymore because we haven't had that much rain, and it's, it's kind of devastated the area. You know? um, this summer, we were under water restrictions, so that was really tough to go by. Um, geographically, it it really isn't that much different um, besides when you're close to a water source, such as a river. Um that's all I really got to say.
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting to hear. So, um after you are done with college, uh obviously at Oklahoma State, but <laughs> do you plan to stay in Oklahoma or would you like to kind of move away from there and see some other parts of the country? So, I I do plan on staying in Oklahoma,
1: but I do not care. There in Oklahoma you know um my big dream is to be an ag teacher uh for any school in Oklahoma that needs it I don't care what the pay is I don't care uh where it is if an ag program needs an ag teacher they're going to get one uh as soon as I graduate you know um I think his name is Seth Jackson he just graduated from Oklahoma State and um that was his thing you know Gah, FFA. They are needing a new ag teacher, and he's like, "Okay, I'll take a job." You know, that was him. Um, you know, I look up to that because you know he was willing to be a servant and those kids that need it, and I want to do that too. That's
0: really now,
1: awesome. now my aunt, you know, um, she's like, "Hey, if you really wanted to, you could you know try and work for Dewey as a regular teacher for a couple of years and build on our property because you know my family we have a uh cattle operation here in dewey uh 88 acres and i'm like it, it's nice land it's nice and flat really pretty out there i thought about building whenever i'm older but i'm not sure yet but again ag teachers is my big dream
0: yeah i think that's really cool just like the need for ag teachers and the need for good uh role models for like this generation's youth is definitely uh like a really critical thing to have, so I think it's cool that you're willing to do that, especially you know not really worrying about what the pay is of it, but actually being there for the purpose of serving others.
1: I, I think it'd be, uh, for me too, you know, uh, most adults that I know, they they want to go uh, for a job that pays extremely well, which I get because our economy is insane uh, with. Uh, raising prices and our markets and such, but again, uh, they don't look at the bigger picture of you know what makes them happy.
0: Right. Yeah. That's and you know no matter how much money you're making, you know the old saying, money can't buy happiness. So,
1: but it can buy me a boat.
0: It can buy me a truck to pull it. Yep.
1: <laughs> Any more questions for me, bud?
0: Uh, not that I can think of.
1: All righty. Well. Thank you so much for being my 37th episode. Um, this was such a good experience and it's been really good to be back um, on the show. It's been a, a pretty wild two weeks for me and I bet you could uh, you could say the same thing you know being a state officer for Oregon definitely. As always, why are we here? Because we believe because we believe everybody this is Ryan Lise, the Oregon State FFA secretary. Thank you so much. Everybody, make it a great day and be kind to somebody.